person. Wow, you get a picture really of nice that. I've had some experience in this now. Have Only you? very little. What? You now want a picture of this? Yeah, yeah. such a good pour. Make sure you turn that late that logo out. Oh yeah, get the unified Jeez, logo. Louise. I'm not in. Always I don't do out. social media. I know what you guys are talking well, no, about. No, put the common roots can. Jesus. Oh, that's oh a fun. Yes, exactly. It's perfect for this. You feel like you're yelling at me. I am kind of. Yeah. Just shit together. <laughs> Melody, we just like kind of met. And, like, yeah. Now what just do I always me. say to you? I no, I don't know. I expect more from you. <laughs> As a good boss. Which that's like, good. which like, you know, that's I don't know if you should be constantly saying that. Like that seems like it's a problem on me. <laughs> I expect more from you. Great. No, even if you're doing 100. percent Listen, I do Ooh, say that to you a lot. You, you know it's ribbing. Yeah, I know. No, I know it's ribbing. You should do it. Ends up soaked I mean, you can. Reaching underneath. It doesn't work out well. Something. Yeah, grabbing, exactly. Grabbing yeah. No, you cannot. Exactly. So you know your sleeve is soaked from the down. I think if you read the manual, it says don't wear long sleeves. Mm. <laughs> Nothing to catch. All right. You ready? Did you write the manual? Mm. Well, we had Sorry, a, the safety <laughs> pieces were written by like working. a person. You got to pay bills, you know. That's right. Hey, we're, we're now, wrote the rest of it. one thing so I did want to kind of clear first, though, yeah. is it just Melanie Weber? Melanie Weber. It is. Okay. At work, I usually go by Fraunhofer Weber, but it's not a big deal. Okay. Weber's oh wow. Okay. <laughs> this okay. It's legal. I apparently wow. I apparently touched wow. the point My of contention right off the bat. Well <laughs> you can say Melanie Fraunhofer Weber. That is her legal name. Let's just call her Melanie. <laughs> call me Melanie. Yeah. Yeah. I only say because I know because I know with my wife it's she she like it was very adamant that it, like Senegal is going to, is is the name and then with our son it's hyphenated Senegal being. I actually oh, didn't no. even we have fucked to our kid say over. anything. Jeff was like, "Do you really want to change your name?" I'm like, "I mean, if I don't have to." You're established nice. professionally. Like, why would you change your name? At I had no problem with Melanie's name. Thirty, but it was years Oliver's old name. or yeah. whatever it was. Like, yeah. why change your name now? You're established professionally. Yeah. It just seems foolish. Like, that's fair. I know that I'm married to you, and mm -hmm. probably half the other people do. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's a good number. Keeps her trying to slide in. Yeah. Trust me, they're not. That's not. Happening. I'm sorry, that's I didn't leave much table space so for you. They had to switch my name. Oh. Right. <laughs> I have things. I have needs. Anyway, I need that's a hundred percent why you should change your name. Oh. Yes. All those stalkers out there. <laughs> That's what it is. You have to distract them yeah, somehow. Exactly. Uh -huh. Yeah, you got to throw them off the scent. Um, they don't know this. I already hit record. I've, I've said this to other people before, but yeah, we just kind of hit record and just see how it goes. Because sometimes it's funnier for the intro coming out of the music. But uh, today, uh, this is another episode of Liquid People. Thank you all to the, where are we at? 42 people, I think, maybe, or that are listening to this now. podcast. I don't know. That's great. So they say. I think we're at it. It's building. Well, I, we, how do, we're just going by multiples of seven is where I'm at. That's how I wanted to handle this, at least. You started with seven. Why not just keep going in that direction? Yeah. But uh, today, we are joined uh, by Christian Weber, co-founder of Common Roots, and then Melanie Weber, co-founder of Grow, correct? And then also... What is the exact title with uh, Fraunhofer Design? It's Fraunhofer Design. Yeah, well, what is the title for oh, you? Oh, yeah, CEO. CEO, right yeah. on. Awesome. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. I know we have gone back and forth. Very fancy title. Yeah. <laughs> we made that up completely. I, I always wanted to marry a CEO. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, know, I know we've gone back and forth. Too. We, we've been through trying to schedule this for a bit, so 
thank you guys so much. I know, obviously, with uh, with the child, it can create some havoc in terms of scheduling purposes. So, thank you guys very much for for being here with us. Oh, thanks oh, no. for having we're, us. Oh, absolutely. We're we're super excited, and thanks for your flexibility with our childcare and I would be and everything di- else we've going on. I'd be a dick with the child as well, not to be like, no, you have to do like, what are you? Why are you dicking around with us? <laughs> that would have been so rude of me. <laughs> well, I, we have a lot of like, I, I totally get it, and you know. We there's a lot of firsts, and we want to be first on, you know, certain things and, and right. podcasts. But we wanted to be the first. Yeah. Initially, last night we're like, oh, we our childcare fell through for today. And we're like, well, we right. can't cancel. Jesus, that'd be <laughs> terrible. What if, but I'm like, we'll just bring Oliver with us. That would have been something. It will be the first baby on on the Unified yes. podcast. It yes. would have been, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly enough, uh, we we won't. Thankfully for all of you. Yeah, yeah thankfully for anyone. Unless you guys want to talk about Cocomelon for an hour, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. My, my wife finally just caved because, like, the, one of the rules that we had was, like, we, we were trying our damnedest to, like. They love it. I, well, so I, I do have a story about it from this morning, but, like, I know I know that, like, we, we were trying not to really have him watch any sort of television uh, whatsoever, our son, uh, you know, we're just trying not to get him like locked into that sort of thing, you know, just natural playing and just playing with other people. Um, other than, other than, oh, now it's weird. Now you made it weird. Uh, but like, there it is. You know what? We were looking for creepy. Uh, the bandaid has been ripped off. But yeah, I mean, he only watches like, I don't know, uh, Sport or legally sanctioned violence like MMA and uh, football every now and again, but uh, she started like diaper changes, as you guys all well know, become a little bit uh, difficult. Mm-hmm. Kids start sort of revolting against them, so she's like caved and just started handing her her cell phone with Coco Melon playing on it. Although I came down this morning because he was, I could hear him; he was going crazy, and Coco Melon was just the cell phone was just on the floor, and he was having paying no mind to it whatsoever it was having no effect on him <laughs> what at all he's like no i'm gonna bother mom while she's making my breakfast we fuck did that something right then yeah i guess um but guys again thank you very much and uh try sometimes to at least have like a decent first question and kind of along the lines of what we were just talking about though i wanted i just was curious when was the first time oliver peed on you and uh where did it hit you <laughs> And you thought I made it weird. Yeah, that's not yeah, weird. Exactly. That's I'm sorry, weird. but that's, that's actually very, very normal. I will it's say very that. very relevant to a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. We could ask that question about anyone at this date. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember the first time, but we have a funny story. So when Oliver was a newborn, we would just change him in our bedroom. We'd not at a changing table like where we had set it up. We were doing it on top of our dresser, which is below our TV. Ah. And he peed on the TV so many times that our TV actually stopped working, like glitched, and there was no picture, and we had to get a new TV. And that was like within the first three months of his life. So he's got good aim. Wow. He's got, yeah. That is yeah. actually kind there of hilarious. Go. Well, we only That's had, hilarious. like, in the Weber, you know, my, my sisters and her husbands, um, there's only been daughters, you know. It's, right. Right. So, yeah. you know, dealing with uh-huh. the male anatomy, sometimes yeah. you don't know where it's going. And that was like a Not a clue. <laughs> Not no. a clue. Be anywhere. There was one time <laughs> I just a separate, uh, you know, skill set you have to learn if you have a son. <laughs> yeah, I like I wasn't. I don't know if I was just like looking away. <laughs> I don't know if I was like not just like wasn't looking away because like this is the first time it happened to me. We were like changing him on the floor because we felt real awkward. It was like very early on. I don't even know if it was a month in with like putting him on a table that was like higher up. We're like I, we don't want him to roll off. <clears throat> 
I think I was looking away, and all of a sudden, I just, like, somehow an instinct kicked in. I look over, and I just saw a stream, like, coming my way and fucking matrixed out. <laughs> Hit me in the leg. But, like, so there's not much you could do about that. So, but what are you going to do? Um, but I'd say, did you change your pants? Or did you, like, it No, it was, a, it was the bare leg. Like yeah, so you got to wipe it down, right? Yeah, you just go on about your day. Yeah, it's just well, like... I think there's like a start of a new parent, like, oh my God, I got pee on me. <laughs> and then there's like a seasoned parent who's like, it's okay, I'll drive. Yeah, and right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, like... I'm not even changing my shirt. <laughs> yeah, do I, cha- do I change my shirt after nope. he just kind of spit up on me going into work? Nah, that's not happening. Yeah, It'll fine. just dry out. Like, any photos then? Nah, I'm good. Not to make my <laughs> kids sound so great, but... I was told about the, the PPTP thing, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea because I heard about this thing. And he did it one time. That was it that I, that I know of. About what? He only – it's called a, a PPTP. Okay. It's so, basically like a cup I should get for whenever oh. I come into the brewery and see Diva for the first time. Is kind of how I would refer to it. Okay. But Fair so – um, and, and having a kid, because I can't even imagine. Like I, I, I don't, I don't have the workload that you guys have. How in the, how in the world, are you guys able to run like multiple businesses, while having a kid? We're, That's wild. We're staring at each other because we. Yeah, you don't we know. Don't have an answer. <laughs> um, Good childcare options. We and we, actually, someone asked Christian this morning, "What do you guys do for childcare?" They were looking for advice because it seems like we should have a good childcare situation, but we. We don't. Um, we make it work. Christian stays home one day with Oliver. I stay home a little bit with Oliver. My mom, he goes to a pre preschool a couple hours. We just are Oliver. I will say we're fortunate that we have flexible schedules. So with this busy workload, with running businesses, you also don't need to clock in at 9 and out at 5. Right. I mean, it means we're working nights and weekends like we always were. But we can come home at noon for an hour and do the transition or whatever. So we're fortunate in that sense, unlike a lot of our friends in the service industry where right. once you're at work, you're at work. Right. We mm-hmm. can leave. One thing that's in your favor as well, though, is that both of your businesses are no more than two miles from your home. Yes. Yes. That's huge. Mm-hmm. So that's like a yeah. huge thing. It's not like me at Regeneron back in the day being 40 minutes away or whatever. You're, you're two, three minutes from home if needed. Yep. So I think that that's a huge thing in your favor. Absolutely. No, it is huge. And I think we're still piecemealing it together. I don't think there's like a, a good way. I think it's it's all another variable that's now in our, our lives. And it's, you know, we're, we're doing our best, but I don't know. It's not a perfect situation yet. And I don't know if it ever will be. <laughs> Oliver so, comes to the right. shop. Oliver Sometimes, comes to the shop. He goes yeah. to the brewery. We have some. There's been meetings with, you know, like people that are kind of big that I work with and you know distributors or whomever and sometimes I'm like sorry man this is my son <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's man. sitting in his means today so that's awesome you know and that's just part of a family business and I think that's you know like you kind of piecemeal it together uh, yeah I will say it's given him a love for all heavy machinery oh same here <laughs> oh yeah I'm every like- time Josh's son comes in he literally goes up and stands in front of the forklift and just yes. screams. I, if you try to take him away, he screams twice as loud. Like, that is his favorite thing in this whole building. I can't take him Have you given him a ride? You've, I haven't. I, 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 I told, I, no, I, I Jeff I offered. because he said, 
No, because then oh, every okay. single time he ever comes here, he's going to want to ride in that He's just going to make it worse. <laughs> and you take it away from him. Like, bring him to the playground. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do something. I'll bring him to the playground. So between and then, But you take them away from the playground, and now it's the worst day ever, and they're all upset. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, that ship sailed for us. <laughs> that like, ship we, sailed Yeah, we, between Mel's family has a bunch of equipment, and, you know, Grandpa put him on an excavator pretty early, and... And we definitely have a couple fork trucks that Oliver now needs to sit in when mm-hmm. he's home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or there's construction <laughs> in our neighborhood right now, and yeah. he gets very upset that he can't go on oh, the yeah. equipment. But Why uh, can't I go on that boat? Yeah, I know what What are you doing here? Get out of here. <laughs> that's, that's some adept yeah, skill to be photo editing while doing that. <laughs> um, but, and then that kind of just brings me to sort of the next question, though, is um, in the midst of all this, I mean, I, obviously, you know, with Fraunhofer, Common Roots as well, but you just opened up another business, like in the midst of just like reading. I, I forgot what it was in, but it was like reading the story. It was like you and you and your uh, your co-founder with it. Who's I never forget the name. Uh, Hillary. Hillary, right? Uh, you guys were both pregnant, talking about opening up a business. I can't, like I'm thinking about my wife, and I don't think she could have even fathomed that like when she was pregnant. How, I like yeah. You're I built different, apparently. Something in our blood, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we are pregnant, and. We have a lack of resources for children in Glens Falls. Right on. Um, whether it's shopping or just things to do. And we have the library, which is amazing. Um, but one thing led to another, and we decided to open a store. And um, I will say I'm very fortunate that I have family mm. who supports us in that. I mean, Christian made it so easy. My, you know, I work with my family. They made right. it easy for me to get that up and going. But I... Hillary and I are pretty hands-off, or it's like nighttime, weekend kind of work there, and we have an awesome team who completely runs the store day-to-day. And so it's really fun, and selfishly, we benefit from it, uh, having another local place to shop for our kids. But um, We get a good deal there on, like, yeah, toys. We get so a good deal on Do toys. you? <laughs> yeah. I would, I would I hope like so. like us with beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we drink a lot of beer, and we buy a lot of kids' toys, so yeah. we decided to just, you know, make that more accessible for us. But... Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's we're just we're built. A, <laughs> certain people are I mean, looking at Jeff and Erica right now. It's, you're built a certain way. When you want something done right, you do it yourself. No, for sure. I, but, and do you mind though, just expanding a little bit though um, about exactly what Grow is? Oh, oh my gosh, this is great. I love this. Um, <laughs> so this, this is, is about you guys. You're, 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 you realize yeah. liquid people day, was about kids about pissing. You you're, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're you're welcome. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so Grow is a children's store that we opened in downtown Glens Falls, and it caters for to kids zero to five and parents. So we have, you know, it's a, a retail store, clothes, toys, gifts, and we also have a lot of classes um, that happen. I noticed that too. Okay, yeah. So um, we have kids like Child and Me Yoga. Christian did that on his day home with Oliver. They took a. a parent and me yoga class we have music we work with the hide we have a great collaboration with the hide museum no shit uh which we're so fortunate to have the do you hide know in john lefter yeah no never mind all right he so. works there <laughs> oh okay he comes um, he comes in here a bunch i was just oh curious. nice they have an awesome staff there and i know i work really closely with the woman caitlin who runs the community mm-hmm. partnerships yep. but um so she teaches art classes to kids under five um at at the at the, I didn't say at the brewery, at the store. <laughs> <laughs> the brewery, breweries are still on my brain no matter what. But um, uh, And so I'm trying to think. We have music class. We have art class. We have yoga class. Uh, and then we also have a lot of uh, classes specific for parents. So prenatal yoga, which Christian's mom, Robin, teaches. 
We have some licensed mental health counselors who teach classes about stress and parenting. Can and we get a discount just for like business owners? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the mental health part. Yeah, exactly. I'll There's a that. mental health uh, aspect, we, parents or not dealing with stress. It. Yeah. We're a parent of this. Yeah, I was going to say, this is your baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Giant 100%. fucking baby, though. Yeah. I'll yeah. say that much. 6,000 square foot child. Yeah. Very expensive. Very fucking, it's tem- all over very fucking temperamental, too. Yes. <laughs> temperamental always has a problem. But I think that's interesting, though. Just, like, it, there's a, the retail element, and then there's, like, literally almost, like, I mean, not, like, community service, but you you are providing an outlet of, of at least some service for people that need it uh, in a lot of ways. Because, I like... I mean, I know, uh, or at least through experience, it was. It can be obviously very difficult after even having the kid. Um, why was it that you wanted to kind of combine like sort of those two ideas then? Our original idea was to start a parenting group, um, just to have a community near where we lived, where we could meet people who were doing things similarly to us. It actually was funny because we talked about wanting to bring our before we had kids, bring our kids to restaurants, to breweries, to. Mm-hmm. But not. It's a fun concept. But yeah, to not make it like a big deal, and it was a hassle or cause a scene, right. and we just wanted our kids to like be on the go with us because we knew we weren't Christian and I weren't going to slow down, and my friend Hillary, who I opened the store with, feels the same way. Um, and so that led to one. Oh my gosh, we're going to do all these classes. We're going to have dinners at breweries and like teach people just like how to be chill with your kid at, at a in a public space and not teach, but like make it possible, facilitate that. And then we realized we needed a way to pay for all of that. So that's where the store came from. So a retail store and the profit side of it was second, you know, to make our dreams possible of having this hub uh, for parents, this hub for um, families. And the retail space was how we support that. That's fascinating. Okay, so literally the retail side of it came in just to be like, all right, we have this other cool idea. Yeah, I think it's We sim- need something to be able to pay for it. Again, I'm looking at Jeff and Eric yeah. and Christian. It's similar to what we do in the breweries. Right. Like, yeah. We have this awesome community of other brewers or just people, you know, craft beer lovers. And yeah. making your own is a way to bring them together and mm-hmm. bring them into your space and see your perspective of it. And, it, I mean, I, obviously we all want to make money off of these endeavors, but... I think if anyone who owns a brewery knows that that's not necessarily fulfilling to Yeah, that's not your number one priority. Make money. What a novel concept. I laugh, yeah. (laughs) I could obviously, if we were all in this to make money, we would probably go do something else. Ah, yeah. So my kid turns three next week, so I've had this on my brain for about three years. How do we combine the two concepts of have the kid area at the brewery? Which liability-wise may be an issue. Like, I was going like to say, you're talking about a daycare insurance. at a brewery? Yeah. Yes. And then get in your car, <laughs> which is not... It's <laughs> <laughs> usually my hang-up when I go over that idea. It's in my head. I think, I think you found the roadblock, actually. Yeah. Yeah. A, a fairly like decently-sized <laughs> roadblock that roadblock. that's like, mm, yeah. uh, no, maybe don't. Pun, pun intended, yeah. Yeah. Our most successful grow event, or... By successful, I mean numbers of people that showed up. Right. Was we did babies and beers at Common Roots, and we're open to doing it at Unified also. Um, oh. So we did babies yeah. and beers. Honestly, and there's not a plug for anything, but we, we literally asked. Common Roots for it. That's all I said. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. We that's had over 30 families. Yeah. Wow. And that's families. So some people had two, three, four kids. Right. Um, come, we, we're out in the beer garden. We had um, an Adirondack Tiny Tots is like a another vendor who will set up like soft play for your kids and we had coloring and balloons and literally parents drank their kids played 
and it was so much fun. And again, most are well, like this is what people want. And it goes back to like how we originally talked about this. There's a community that we're building here of people who want to be on the go with their kids and live a life that they lived before, mm-hmm. but make it safe. And, and when you were talking about drinking, like that was obviously something that the liability that came into our head, but people are bringing their kids to breweries anyway. So we just made it more accommodating and, and safe while you were there. And also here at Unified Common Roots, I don't think any of our friends in the beer industry you're not going to our establishments to get overserved, right? You're Correct. you're here to enjoy craft Correct. beer, yeah, and and have good you, commu- you good hope conversation, yeah. You hope, you hope. Um, no, and and I think that's fascinating too because like I remember I, you know, before I had a kid, like you know, the question you would see is like some people are just like, who in the world brings their kid to a brewery? And it's like, do you want money? Because a lot of the people that have kids, like like our, like our age now. They want to still go to these breweries. You got to figure out a way to accommodate that in some sort of way. Yeah. I was at a brewery before we had kids, my wife and I, and I, I there were kids everywhere. It was tired hands in, in Pennsylvania. And I, I was like, I was like, when we have kids, I'm not bringing them to a brewery. And as soon as I had a kid, I brought them like 10 breweries. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think what I love most about this whole concept is you're figuring out a way to have parents and their kids at a brewery and not make it obnoxious. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of us that have breweries, they see, they see those, you know, parents that show up and they, they have zero investment in their kid. They literally just start having beers and they let their kid go and do whatever. Yep. So providing something where there's actually going to be interactive activities for those kids and the parents also, they can, they can observe and be like, hey, there's this great, they can see their kid is actually happy. They're not destroying the brewery. Yes, yeah. They're not annoying the crap out of the bar staff. It, it's a great concept. Yeah. I actually love you. this. Yeah. yeah so you're right. It's like you can, I read an article, we were talking about it, Christian and I, it was, oh my gosh, this is my brain right now. I can't even remember who wrote it. It's someone very famous in our industry. And the title was like, Dear Parents, Let Us Have Our Breweries and Stop Bringing Your Kids, basically. And I, I, I totally could understand where it was coming from. It made all the points that you just made, Erica. Like, they're annoying the crap out of our bartenders. They're running around. It's dangerous yeah. in this facility. Pre-COVID, it was like Chuck E. Cheese in here. But I People feel be running all over the place. Kids would be throwing matchboxes across the floor. I'm like, someone's going to step on that matchbox, eat shit, and, and we're going to get sued for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but I feel like there's, there's an educational part to this. Right, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. you're really educating the parents. Yes, yeah. exactly. Who you're educating. And that's a big part of it. Yes. Every, every yeah. Monday, I would come in and go back to my desk and how the fence used to be. I would find three or four matchboxes back behind the fence <laughs> around my desk. Like, I would just put them in lost matchbox and found. cars, right? Not yeah. matchboxes. Matchbox cars. <laughs> no, no, no. They're lighting fires. I like, don't know. There were like two or three. What do your kids do? Two or three people who always brought their kids in. Uh, no, there's definitely an educational piece of like families are welcome in our establishments. Absolutely. Here's a cool way to do it. Here's how you can do it. Yeah. I mean, it's a reason why we have the games. And stuff, Let's set this right? up. Let's, Let's do yes. something. Yeah. Look at it. this. Look yeah. at this. We just we just built something here. Um. No. <laughs> Uh, so, so the other thing that I also wanted to ask you, though, Melanie, is um, just because I, I, you and I haven't talked as much, of course. What was it that actually got you into beer? 
And then how did that translate then? Because I saw, like, I may have looked at your LinkedIn. Uh, you did some, like, you were doing, like, event planning for, like, Annette before and stuff like that. Yes. How does that translate into, like, then, but I love beer. So how did you first start, like, getting into beer? And then how did that translate into then creating equipment for breweries? Oh, I didn't love beer. And I knew nothing about Good answer. Beer, okay. And Good. I, yeah. I had no intentions of ever getting into the beer industry. Um, family pressure. I guess. Good, how, okay. And in a good way, in an awesome way, in a change my life for the better kind of way. Um, Christian is actually the, I mean, Christian and my brother Paul. My brother Paul owns Fraunhofer Tool, our parent right. company, and Fraunhofer Design. Um, and Paul, if, and, a lot, and most of the people at this table know him, has a lot on his plate, also owns multiple businesses, Grey Ghost Bicycles, and more and more, and can't do it all on his own, like nobody can. Um, and so Christian and Paul were sort of pre-Fraunhofer design. Christian asked Paul to make some tanks or uh -huh. fix some tanks, then make some tanks. And the story goes from there. And um, one thing led to another. But Fraunhofer... Fix, fix it so many times, it's like, <laughs> I could just make you a new one easier. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was exactly it. And so Fraunhofer Tool, um, the parent company, is a 42-year-old machine shop that my dad mm. started. Okay. Um we work in fabrication and machining and those businesses that's a job shop so it's run very differently than Fraunhofer design where you have a product line and you're marketing your product and you're you know you're creating relationships with these customers right. who are going to you know grow with you um, it's just they're very for example it's like a one and a half to two week sales process sometimes at Fraunhofer tool someone comes to you here's a drawing here's a job can you make it yes done it's a two-year sometimes. I think our average is like one-year, three-month sales process of someone approaches you, they're going to open a brewery, and then you talk to them about it for a really long time, and then they get their funding, and then it comes through. So it's like a, it's a significantly different way of doing business. So the companies really had to separate. Mm. So Fraunhofer Design is an engineering firm at its core, but when you have two different businesses, Paul couldn't run them both. Right. And so I had background in business. If you look, I don't even know what my LinkedIn says. I don't, I don't know the last time I went on there. That's scary. <laughs> it's scary that that's where you're getting your information from. But I don't know. You have it out I there. What do you want me to do? Or general, yeah, so. there you go. Yeah, I don't. I got, I got to look around somewhere. Jesus. Yeah, I'd probably Fraunhofer. Um, and so Paul, I had back, a background in business. And so Paul approached me about moving home. I was in Boston at the time. Yeah. And just. He, he already had the engineers. He already had the machining side taken care of. He already had the fa fabrication side taken care of. He just needed someone to run the business. Yeah, right. And so that's where that came from. Okay. Um, and I knew nothing about beer. He actually, Paul, I remember where I was. At a, I was at a bar, and Christian called me because Paul said, Not drinking beer, though, right? Like, because that's not a thing. That you would, I remember yep. this so well. And Paul said, Oh, my friend Christian's going to call you. You guys need to talk about the industry like you need a crash course I was like going to a beer event or something and I knew nothing about beer and so Christian called we didn't know each other and now here you are yeah look at that yeah <laughs> so that scratches off one of my questions like so how did they meet there it is yeah that, all right we didn't a, meet then it was mostly we didn't even meet, I was yeah. actually I remember because when we finally coordinated I was actually this is awkward but I was actually walking into a blind date in Saratoga <laughs> at Hale Lagos. nice I was like I was like oh shit I gotta talk to her now I'm like, ah, so this is what we're talking. And she was, we should have connected that we're both going to bars. But <laughs> we unfortunately talked to each other during a time where it was probably inconvenient to talk to each other. But we didn't actually meet for multiple years later. Really? Um, 
our families were really close. Families. Our families all I knew, knew each all other. her family, but didn't really know Melanie. Yeah. I knew her sister and her two brothers and your your parents, but uh, just you know, Mel lived away and uh-huh. and even you know once she came up to start running for for design, you know it was it, it was still a bit after that till we really actually I um said to Paul asked me to meet at Common Roots in their original tap room. I was home for like a holiday or something. Was Paul playing this shit? I feel it's starting to sound like this is he's setting you two maybe, up. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Paul knows what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, really smart. Guy. That's fucking true. A yeah, Paul. Really smart guy. Uh, and I'm thankful for it. But we were sitting in Common Roots Tap Room. It was closed. And I was presenting Paul with my plan. Like, if I'm going to run the company, this is what I want to do. But my computer wasn't working, or my hotspot. And so I said, I need, I was like, oh, I need the Wi Fi. And then this guy walked in from the brewery. And I said, you think that guy knows the Wi-Fi? He was like this like, stunning, attractive guy walked in. <laughs> I literally said to Paul. <laughs> he I locked eyes. I was like, do you think that guy knows the Wi-Fi password? And Paul goes, hey. Like, totally played it off and was like, hey, dude, do you know the Wi-Fi pa-? And it was Christian, and that's my yeah. first time meeting Christian, yeah. Would have been great because you're like, oh, no, I don't, actually. actually I probably So, I mean, having, you know, with Fraunhofer having the business, because I think I'd heard in a podcast you guys had done that, like, basically, uh, Common Roots is sort of like a test for you guys. So, what is it like, though, to have watched, uh, like, having worked with Common Roots for so long, and then actually... Watch where Common Roots is now and oh where it's going. Well, it's incredible. Insane. I mean, I think anyone sitting anywhere. Completely insane. <laughs> yeah. The growth oh, yeah. The growth curve at Common Roots over the last five years is fucking staggering to me. Like, literally staggering. Well, we feel that way about everyone that we work with because we see them. Like, I remember the first time I met Jeff and Eric. Well, no, I knew Jeff and Eric personally through triathlon stuff and family. But mm-hmm. first time I met them and they had Unified on the brain. It, there was dirt floors here where we're sitting, and yeah. we, I mean, so for to me, your growth is staggering also, but you're right. Common Roots has obviously had some pretty crazy growth, and we are fortunate enough to be able to partner with them. It's mind-blowing to watch it. It's by far one of my f- most favorite and least favorite projects to always work on, but, I mean, we've made, mm-hmm. they're always our first, and so it's extremely stressful it is not easy to be married and going through those situations at all. But at the same time, it's pretty incredible to be able to create something like that with your husband. Can we dig in more into the least favorite part? No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because Christian and I have talked about this like years past yeah. when I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, what's going on? And he's like, dude, fucking put her to the fire. Put her feet to yeah. the fire. Like, I do it. You do it, too. You're a customer. Like, just do do what you got to do and, and say what you got to say. Like, don't sugarcoat anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think that at this point, you know, like, I'm pretty easy. But if something isn't cool, I'm like, first one to say it. 100%. Yeah, we're all friends. That's hard about this industry. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we are we are friends. Yeah. Like, and I, you know, yeah. like I said, I had a relationship, although it wasn't as close as it is now with Jeff and Erica before this, before I was in this industry, because my family and them were friends and with Christian and his family and I, it seems cool, right, to join this awesome industry and, like, drink beer and have fun. But I'm on the supplier side. Right. And, and people are spending a lot of money, and there's a lot of pressure. And, uh, yeah, so I'm on that receiving end when something doesn't go right. And that's fair. <laughs> and that's the position we're in. And that leads to a lot of stress. And I'm thankful that people like Jeff and Erica, people like Christian, people like 
all you know these other friends that we have in the industry are cool and awesome but they do absolutely hold us to the fire as they should and we are going to hold them to something then they have to pay and they have to you pay on time yeah Yeah. so we have a lot of awkward conversations amongst friends because i'm on the supplier side uh and it can be more awkward when it's your husband (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine that and it would be. And your father-in-law. I would right, say it's worse exactly. to deal with my father. I love Bert so much, but I'm way more scared going into a meeting when Bert's sitting there and we have to talk about something uncomfortable than oh Christian. Oh, my God. Yeah, Bert being normally, well, you see Bert in the tap room, and you're like, hey, Bert. I, all I want to do is hug that man because he's just. <laughs> the, mayor, the mayor of Common Roots. I yes. love mm-hmm. that man. He really is, yeah. But I, then you think about going into a business meeting with him and Lord forbid he shows any signs of like stress or anger or whatever. I'd be like, any sort of discontent. Oh, I can like let off on Christian and say the wrong thing in an emotional moment. And he's going to let it fly. I can't like swear at Bert and like say my side, you know, like I have to be, have you tried? Oh no, never. No, I would never just saying like test the waters. (laughs) Listen, you don't do that to Bert. And I wouldn't do that to Robin. I think I, I think I, actually I would do it. I would do it to Bert before I did it to Robin. I think I swore in front of both Bert and Robin multiple times. I think I swore in front of both Bert and Robin multiple times at the anniversary party. Oh, that's okay. They swear. No, 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 that is fine. Not at them, I guess. The first time I heard Robin drop the F-bomb, I was like, oh, my God, this is why I love you. She's amazing. No, and that's true with all customers. Like, I'm not going to – I don't lose it with anybody. Like, except for Christian. So he has it the worst by far. I mean – I can't hold Christian, it together how do you feel and be about professional that? in front of him. Okay. And so I got pretty good. he oh, gets the you, worst of it where I'm like, way, just give me an effing form. break. <laughs> you know how hard I'm working. Yeah. You know, and I can't do that to, to anybody else. So. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so Christian, you and I, uh, we, we've known each other at least for a little bit. I think kind of I, when I was working at Schmaltz. You at the Daily Gazette. No, dude, it was before that. When I was working at Schmaltz. Oh, Schmaltz is so before there was, that? Okay, I thought there was, it was... Daily Gazette, then Schmaltz. No, it was so. so it was the opposite. Okay. It was the opposite. But like after everything, everything that has happened though, like with Common Roots, obviously the fire that has been like covered sort of extensively. Obviously, how wild it is to be in a spot now where you're expanding. I mean, it, I mean, I think we're certainly there's a lot of gratitude. I mean, I think we're sitting here with two people who uh, really helped helped us get back on our feet when you know we did have a fire and it was a. Uh, you know, something that's part of our, our life story, both from yeah. a company perspective as well as from a, you know, life perspective. You right. Know, and, and, you know, Jeff and Erica went above and beyond to do so many things that, you know, allowed for us to stay whole as a company. We were in a position to be able to help and we were happy to be able to do it. You know, we're forever thankful for it. And uh, so, yeah, it happened and, you know, we're, we're doing things now and, I'm, I'm happy we're, we're, we're a growing company. Um, and yeah, we, we're, we're putting on a, you know, a little expansion here and it helps us out with some, some different capacity issues that we have. A little expansion. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it, it's, it's a big in terms of the size of it, but it, it, it actually is. And you're going from eight to 12,000 barrels, if I remember hearing that correctly, or is that accurate? Um, I we I don't know. We're, we're, I think we, we sit around the eight thousand barrel line right now is yeah. what we're probably geared to do this year. Uh, and you know, I I suppose we have, you know, the capacity to do a bit more in that now. Right. 
Fraunhofer has some nice big beautiful tanks they dropped off and they're all plumbed in we're gonna be filling one uh, the first Monday of back from Thanksgiving it's on the schedule so that's pretty exciting oh wow but uh, we you know a lot of the expansion is not really a capacity expansion and that's why I'm kind of more excited as much as I'm really happy that the tanks are they're big and they're nice and, and whatever and it it definitely helps us out with some uh, you know capacity constraints that we're, we're dealing with uh, it's it's not you know for us Commerce was never meant to be a big brewery we're not putting any more tanks in we're you know we have a couple bottlenecks that we have to focus on oh okay uh, but we're not looking to be any more uh, voluminous as a company so uh, we're whatever we end up on with this capacity of volume is where we're done and, is there and that's a real thing so this new expansion really for us is to help us get a little more elbow room okay so it really is warehousing space something we don't have right now yeah. we had uh we've you know we've been running we have had a wild beer program for a number of years and you know uh we when the fire did happen we lost our ability to kind of separate our clean beer from our wild beer um and we've been kind of doing it on a weird uh you know annual schedule right now but it's it's you know the hope was that we'd be able to find something to, to do it more long term again and that did take a big pause since we built the new facility so we have we do have a brewery but that that's there's no volume in that that's for sure <laughs> as you guys know and uh yeah you know and some more on-premise space you know we, right. can, we can get into nitty-gritty distribution and, and whatnot but for events us and stuff events right. and you know a little yeah, what's more, it like getting into restaurant s- as it you know, yeah. as a wonderful restaurant here like you know we we kind of looking to expand that so oh. we're not looking to be the biggest brewery on the planet but we're happy for all the guys that are growing and yeah you know doing stuff that's what's it like getting into the event space sort of arena i guess well i guess i don't know yet because we haven't done it but <laughs> yeah well i mean like but i mean what are, what are your thoughts though like even trying to get into that figures that it's going to be awesome yeah, but. yeah. no I, we we really we're very lucky for for whatever reason people uh you know have chosen to start booking uh events at this new facility that we haven't even built yet you so we being actually so already modest. have a wedding a rehearsal dinner some big stuff come fall 23 that is um, ballsy it is very ballsy we have committed to ground has not been broken <laughs> or it ju- actually just we, got broken last week yeah, yeah we, we poured our found we no shit okay foundations uh so that you know we're fingers crossed everything's good i think we're gonna be fine but that being said yeah uh we're not a big event. In fact, we get a lot of inquiries for weddings and uh, big corporate stuff, like for, especially since the pandemic. So many people went remote that mm-hmm. now, you know, a lot of companies work remote but still have the need to come back and do something on you a quarterly basis yeah, or do whatever. Yeah, like team, exactly. team building thing or whatever. And yeah. we do have a small party space, as we call it, uh, you know, event space at our current space, but it only really hosts, like, 40 people or something like that and you know and, and that, that definitely fills a niche for us but not what you know 40 people been pushing it so right right we'd be looking for other stuff so i think you know as jeff and erica know very well like i think you know common roots when we opened in 2014 you know it's had its ebb and flows and everything of in terms of how we look at the distro market you know i think when we first opened there was maybe just about 4,000 breweries and now we're push, pushing 9,000 breweries. And, you know, at the time we were doing maybe a thousand or a couple thousand barrels of beer. And now we're doing a little bit more than that. And, 
and that's a, a lot, lot of, of a lot of it. Well, and <laughs> that's a lot, just of, a lot of we have to think very uh, critically now about like shelf space and do we really want to be a big brewery? And, and the answer is really no. But I think why we, is that? Pardon? You mentioned that a couple times now. Like we don't want to be a big brewery. I guess why is that? I mean, I, I'm sure there's an obvious answer, but I'm just curious what your your reason is. And, and you know, this is not a shot against, but I think we sit in a really sweet sweet spot in terms of being able to distribute pretty freely yeah. without an enormous amount of infrastructure. Okay. So, you know, I think we, we do have two people that work uh, on on four common routes that go out and sell beer with our wholesaling partners that uh, that do a, a remarkable job, Stacy and Lindsay. Um, love Stacy. I mean, I don't know Lindsay as well. I just knew Stacy from when <laughs> you, I was. You love, I love her Lindsay. too. You love her too. Yeah. Lindsay, they, they <laughs> Lindsay. Uh, I, and I think for... You know, we, we have uh, 10 states that we sell beer into, but uh, we're really just hyper-focused on, you know, really New York. It, it is, you know, for us to take that next step would mean a lot more infrastructure we have to do. And, and honestly, it's not something we're really interested in. Yeah. Like, we like local. That's why we do as much, as much stuff as we do with, you know, supporting local contractors and, you know, suppliers and things like that. I think, like, it's just not something that, we're interested in as a company to mm-hmm. to be that big <laughs> yeah right on i mean and also too i mean do you feel like even just like the vibe of the tap room too do you think that like to be where you guys are at in the size like you, is it also a thought of not like compromising that sort of that feeling as well yeah i guess i don't know i mean I, i'm not sure like it, it's been kind of weird because as we have expanded our distribution market mm-hmm. our tap room business has expanded with it for sure yeah so there is like you know when does that stop? So to answer that question, I don't know if one if the parallels exist, but I do think that um, for us, I think a lot about is it efficient for us to be trying to mm-hmm. develop a beer market in Ohio right now, right? Okay, or you know Eastern Pennsylvania, or you know I, I think about the sustainability of it. Like trucking is very expensive and. You know, there's also like if I go and we're traveling, we all get to travel and whatnot. Like the first thing I want to do is like, who's the, the cool local brewery? Right. I want to go to have the local beer, and for us, it makes a little more sense to like really invest in this area. You know, to be you know to support local, and, and that, that's what we really like. So it's actually, Stacy and Lindsay you don't, don't leave this beer. area. They this is where they they sell beer in, and that's pretty cool. Um, so I think as we, you know, I, I applaud and I, I'm really excited for the the big guys that have, that have grown, but I think we're not one of them, you know? Yeah, right now. we got our capacity now, so. Oh, fair enough. Um, and then just sort of, uh, like in terms of, like, I know you mentioned sort of the Wilder program, is, 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 is there anything that you feel like with kind of the expansion that you haven't been able to do just sort of what you have now that you're going to be able to explore there? Oh yeah. We got, we have some cool stuff in the works. Uh, we are, our brewery is not growing by volume, but we're going to be growing the brand outward. Right. So I think like, you know, for us, wild beer, I think we were probably one of the first breweries in the, the state to have a cool ship and to really start that kind of program. Um, we're excited to kind of expand on that mm-hmm. and to, uh, you know, one of our production brewers is going to be kind of leaving uh, the the clean beer production and moving to be the head of our wild beer program and, right and is Ethan is the guy and, and him and I have been you know seeing eye to eye for a long time and 
we're super excited for that because that for us is taking a pause since the fire and that's been kind of a bummer we still do like one or two you know seasonal cool ship batches a year to fill one of our fooders or do something but it's definitely having to take a back you know a back seat and there's some other stuff too so we're we're certainly uh you know we don't want to grow in volume but we, we do like the idea of other beverage things and right yeah. okay other beverage things yeah Maybe I don't know. <laughs> God damn it! Huh. I could I like I wanna I wanna yeah. I so badly wanna like dig into that a little more, but I just but know we don't want to listen. We don't. I I don't know yet because it, it's right. Not, like, I'm not trying to be coy. No no no. I know. Means, Andrew. I uh I will you just say, literally tapped into that daily Gazette side of me. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think where we're at is that you know it is fun and you know it, it's fun to keep looking at the next run on the ladder or like. You know, once you, you know, you, you get your company to where you want to be, you know, like, how do we, uh, you know, stay sustainable? Right. You know, how do we, how do we make sure we're, we're maximizing the, the work wellness of all of our employees? You know, like, how do we, how do we do stuff? So there's always something you're working towards. And for us, we've, we have capped it on volume. Right. Okay. So that is something that we're like, we don't want to be anymore. We don't want to be big tech. Interesting. So like, okay. we keep saying it and it's really just to like ingrain it in me. I'm like we're done, girl. Yeah. Like, Listen, I'm just trying to tell you. You know, you, 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 know you want more. But we do. We do want to also like. I mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's always fun side project stuff. So she's about to turn off the light before they go to bed. But like, what? No, no, no. Stop. Just yeah. to, like, just like we're. <laughs> I'm like, what else can you guys build for us? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, that's interesting too because like what you're talking about, and it kind of has me thinking. And because I've never talked to you about this, and I don't know that I've ever read about it. Um. Obviously, like this all started with you and your dad brewing together, right? I mean, and and how did that start too? How did that ever start come to fruition? Yeah, like I, when were you and your dad like, hey, let's? What was your dad doing it before? Were you or like? No, it was actually my uncle, believe it or not. So I uh, didn't dad, see that my coming. I was later to it, and you know, and um, I, my uncle, my youngest aunt's husband, uh, was a home brewer. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they started having kids and right. like a lot of hobbies, as you guys have realized, that that goes to the wayside. Don't know what you're talking once about. Once it happens, apparently. <laughs> so uh, he had all his homebrew stuff that was sitting in the closet. And I had just gone off to college in New Hampshire mm-hmm. and uh, was, you know, I couldn't buy beer, but I right. could make beer. And, you know, uh, that was a thing. So Look at you I was like 19 years old. And I took over my Uncle Ken's uh, homebrew kit and we made our first batch. It was terrible. Uh, but we all drank it the first night, but I, there was something that clicked in me that was very excited about it. And I started homebrewing a ton in my, you know, college apartment and, um, kind of went from there. And then there was a, there was a brewery called Squam Lake Spring that was a nano brewery before nano breweries were a thing. He was an engineer that had decided he didn't want to be an engineer anymore and like went back and that opened a, a small, very familiar. in a uh, small, like one barrel operation in his parents' barn. And I was maybe 21. I just turned 21 to like yeah. make this happen. And he was like 27. So. I'm sorry, you were drinking before you were 21? Anyway. That certainly <laughs> wasn't, but, <laughs> uh, but I, uh, it was pretty uh, life-changing for me to see yeah. someone who had left something that was pretty significant and did something different and uh, also like piecemeal together too. And it all of a sudden seemed very accessible to me. And I still didn't think it was a thing, and it was only, you know, I, I went from, you know, various brewing jobs 
after that, uh, brewing at multiple breweries mm. as an actual brewer to, you know, through graduate school. And even after I left graduate school, still didn't think I was actually going to go into the beer industry. You know, it was a really fun side project and something I was excited about, but not necessarily didn't think it was going to be for me as mm. a career. And uh, after leaving the beer world and, and doing something that was within my, you know, what I was supposed to do, quote unquote. What was career, that? I am undergrad was uh, science stuff. I have a master's in environmental science. My okay. undergrads in ecology, and I ended that up, checks I was, out. I mean, I I ran. I was the executive director of the Lake, what is no longer around, but it was formerly known as the Lake Placid Land Conservancy, mm. and it was it was it was a fun gig. Um, but I did kind of find myself done with work on like a Tuesday, and like kind of putzing around the office sometimes. But I shared an office building with Chris Erickson, who owns like Placid Pub and Brewery, okay. Big Slide, a new project in Saranac, and uh, just became a great friend and um, was a guy who we'd occasionally have some beers and chit chat and certainly helped helped me uh, develop business plan that allowed for us to start kind of common roots. And Sounds like me. And you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how we'd it works, right? We'd occasionally have some beers, and yes. next thing you know, yeah. I'm like, hey. Yeah. So where's your dad come into play then? So my dad came into play was, you know, we had homebrewed a bit together. Yeah. Because I, you know, come home, and I'm all jazzed up about this beer stuff now. And he got jazzed up. And um, he had just retired from being a teacher for 30 years. Okay. And uh, was Why do looking... teachers keep getting into brewing? This is a weird... Anyway, go ahead. Well, he got, re- re- yeah. got a baller pension. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He retired at 55 years old, and yeah. you know I'm sure he was putzing around the house. He was working part time for Cornell Cooperative Extension, yep. And I'm sure he was driving my mom nuts and sure. looking for something else to do, being still a very young man and needing a, another, you know, kind of a second career. And I uh, was looking for a business partner, and I had this idea of opening a brewery, and uh, was looking for someone to do it with. And um, I went on a biking trip. Jeff and Erica can appreciate that in in Maryland with my folks. Yeah, they own bikes. Yep, and uh, so we did a uh, we did a little century ride together. And by the end of the trip, after going to like we, you know, did a little tour at Milton, a dogfish head, and you know, went to Burley Oak, and you know, they, they had just opened. They, mm-hmm. You know, they were a brand new brewery, and uh, you know, by the end of it, my mom had kind of convinced me and my dad that like you need something to do and you need a business partner and you guys like doing all the same stuff together. So it, it kind of worked out very well. Mm. And, nice. Uh, yeah. So my dad, you know, he's the co-founder and you know, we've, as the business has grown a bit, uh, my dad, you know, still has a, a very big position in the company, but it's, it's definitely more of a 60,000 foot view now. And yeah. he, you know, He's a little bit. We launched the Common Roots Foundation. Yeah, I saw that. Was yeah, kind of. You know, so it's our second year now, and we've now given tens of thousands of dollars back into the community, which is really exciting. As we're, you know, we're so excited about growing Common Roots, but the foundation has been just as exciting. And my father uh, is the head of the foundation, so I kind of run Common Roots Brewing, and and he kind of runs the foundation. Although we're both very interchangeable between the two. Yeah. Um, which is which is has been pretty fun. I, so, I mean, that point's interesting too because I, I noticed this that you know, Melody, that you said in an interview with uh, God damn it. Uh, I at least want to give him some props at least, but uh, 
can't find it. I thought I wrote it down. Anyway, uh, basically, though, I, I'd, I'd seen that you had mentioned, though, that, like, you know, Glens Falls could use, like, a downtown, you know, general store. And it just kind of brings me to the question, just for the both of you, you talking about the foundation as well, putting stuff back in the community. How important is it for you guys, not even just as a business, just to be a part of the communities in which you live in then? Extremely important. Um, I don't think we'll leave Glens Falls. We both grew up in the area, Christian and, like, George, me and Salem. Yeah. And our families are, I mean, we can walk to all of Christian's sister's houses and his parents' house. We. This is great that you guys all, like, close, because th- that makes me shudder. But, like, that's fine. <laughs> no, we love <laughs> And my this family isn't about is me. all super I don't close. speak to anybody in my entire family. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys just come to Glen Falls, hang out with us. You know you know where we live. Um, I, need, I need, like, a pickup family. Or so yes, you're, yeah, yeah, so what you're saying, yeah. So what you're saying is because I'm in Troy that, no, I'm just kidding. Come on over. Yeah, no. And then my family, actually, most of them live really close to the brewery. Um, and so we are probably not going anywhere anytime soon, even though this snow made me reconsider. Oh, um, but, uh, you can't like that answer. We both love this. <laughs> snow, anyway, we love. We spend a lot of time late classes, and though. we're never gonna leave. Yeah. Most, you know, like I can't see a reason why we're gonna leave. And so to be able to one, I mean, give back to this community that we're gonna raise our family, yeah. but also the community has given us a lot. I mean. Mm-hmm specifically because of the fire but more i mean definitely mostly because of the fire i mean we've benefited so much from the kindness and support and generosity of our community that we want to be able to do the same to all those people within your community right I mean, is that the takeaway, though? I mean, I think that like i was gonna i almost think the takeaway though that one of the things i want to ask you though is just like with that sure um the response you got as much as it might be like the importance you have on the community, mm-hmm. the other thing I'm curious is like, what is it like to be a brewery with other breweries in this scene? Um, to be a part of that community, what it, what do you feel that community is like, and how it works together? The brewery scene in general in the capital region, and I guess for you guys in the North Country. Well, I think it's like a, a two part thing because before we go to that, I'll answer yeah. like I think the there was like I think my father and I when we first like kind of like double down we agreed to a partnership you know like we wrote a business plan that <clears throat> incorporated and there was that um there's a the company that main beer companies involved with that foundation called uh you know one percent for the planet and uh it's a wonderful foundation and it's it's worthy of of being a part of uh, and it was like you know from day one we were like we like mentioned it, it to our like bank that was giving us an sba loan we're like wait a minute you're gonna give your profits away and they were very uncomfortable with that. And we're like, no, because we're going to be so profitable, right? Because breweries make all this money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we leave with wheelbarrows full <laughs> yeah. of cash every day. So the bank was kind of like, we're, we're, we're okay with this, but like, why don't you wait on the 1% for the yeah. plant thing until you guys can you know, establish pay, yourself. Yeah, you guys can yeah. like make sure you make the mortgage payment. And we're like, okay, but it is part of our ethos. you know. And it was always there. And the fire was a big thing for us that was like okay we can't wait anymore because there's an enormous amount of energy that you know jeff and erica really helped create that allowed for us to have this like launching pad to do something that we could now capture energy and then continue to pay forwards and it's very self-serving in some ways right i'll be honest like a lot of these things that we're supporting are directly beneficial of our family yeah right? like i love being outside and the amount of trails that we've supported and you know like i want glens falls and the greater area to be you know as 
is is wonderful of a community so the amount of food pantries and things like that and school systems that we've been able to put some money into and that that, that means a lot so yeah it yeah is it doesn't so, just it mean a lot to you it's everyone too us, though selfishly we want a community that's we gonna do. thrive we, and one we own businesses there so we want that community to course. thrive but two we're raising our family there and we want others to come and join us and make sure that it, it's a safe exciting place to live forever so why not be the people who do it <laughs> yep and it worked very well and i will say that there was like an absolute launching pad that happened from the fire and, and honestly jeff and eric i keep saying it but like it's it's so much of of your you know you know energy and and organization and money and time that you guys put into it it you know and eventually i'm gonna ask you guys to be part of the foundation but i won't do it right now but like but I think you, you know just, I'm that being I, said, I, I think uh, you just did. <laughs> you know I'm But in. we uh, we do, you know, it is a big thing. So in terms of you said your second part is like what does the Capital Region community mean in terms of the beer community? Well, or even like North Country too, yeah, right? I mean, I would say like, you know, Sam Calagione, who was here not that long ago, uh, hanging out with you guys, uh, has that like famous quote that like the beer industry is 99% asshole free. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of true, right? Like it really is. And maybe that number has... You know, maybe it's changed, fluctuates, fluctuates through the year, but that being we won't said, talk about that, we, I do think that we're very, very fortunate that we're in such a collaborative industry where at the end of the day, you know, the rising tide does float all ships. And I think that like the more we can all kind of stick together and help each other out, um, it is what it's all about. And I think the ones that don't want to do that kind of, you know, see their way out the door sometimes too. So I think we're, we're incredibly stoked to be an industry which we're in because i don't know if that every industry is like that way like our friend who's uh, taking over his dad's car business and i'll tell you what that is a doggy dog world right that is not the same situation and and so many do do you think do you think that like one ford dealer is like lending another ford dealer parts for someone's repair like but you can call me or i can call you or joe lawler or nick at whitman or whoever like Mm -hmm. We share st- Brett from Bound by Bound Fate. By like fate. we, we, somebody's in a pinch and they need something. Like fuck, man, do you have a bag of Citra? I just need an eleven I, pound bag. Like yeah, I have. It. I was uh, I was shutting down my pool and uh, they said uh, the the guy doing it was like you know because all these other guys they they'll they'll do this they'll tell you this and and it's like and we don't do that to each other you know like we we may like notice other things people do and like talk about like hey, is that the right move i don't know but we're not going to tell that to people like, like we're not going to because because that that's that's our own you know jeff and i actually had this conversation on wednesday I th- right today's friday uh, on wednesday and he his words were how do you guys do business in your industry and he was talking about manufacturing because he was you know jeff was trying to coordinate something because we're delivering some some fancy equipment to unified next week and he was trying to coordinate mm-hmm. some. Yeah, I know, exciting. Um, and more beer for the people. I am personally very excited. Yeah, and so Jeff said, like, I get to play. and what he meant Hell was yeah. like exactly what we're talking about. It's no, I don't know if any other industry is this collaborative because we were missing something, which delayed our unified project a little bit. And Jeff and Erica were completely understanding of it, thankfully, but. We had we can't just go borrow some steel from you know I'm yeah. making up what was missing but like yeah. we can't just go borrow that from the neighboring machine shop that's not how it works and even though we're friendly and yeah. they're great but that is not how those industries work and I can't tell you how many times I've had to explain to people in my industry 
oh, but they're our friends. Oh, but I know they're going to do this. Oh, I know they're going to be good for their word. Because, like, you don't trust people's word in other industries right. when it comes to, I mean, thousands of dollars or X amount of deadline, whatever it is. But you can trust it in this industry, and you can rely on someone's word, and you can, you know, you know they're going to come through for you. And it makes work a lot more, well, easy, and it makes work a lot more pleasurable. So I'm grateful that my side of manufacturing happens in an industry as awesome and collaborative as the beer industry. I woke up at 3 a.m. one time with a, like, work dream of we still owe Common Roots another another 11 pound bag of Eldo that's I, and that's I, why I'm here is to yeah. collect <laughs> <laughs> well I brought it I brought it I brought it that down like, I, and I, I, I said to Jeff like wait hold on one of those has it's to go the there the only reason they showed up today uh, because like, I, like, I, I, I did that, that I did the math in our head and I was like wait Eldo. no <laughs> we got 22 and I gave I brought them 11 we Oh, I owe them. We owe them eleven. Oh no, and I'm I'm thinking like Keith's gonna like. I, I don't want Keith to be mad. Oh, I gotta. I'll, I'll bring it tonight. I'll bring it tonight. Oh, <laughs> I'll leave first thing in the morning. I'm I'm picturing you guys, and I know I know you guys are at the level that you know. I would not want to see Keith mad. No, Keith never Honestly, gets mad. Honestly, never. I've never. And he seen also it, would never. be the person. It would be like Mary Beth or someone in our <laughs> county office who would start looking at inventory stuff. <laughs> but Keith is a very pleasant human and. There is a... Uh, he loves John Mayer, for fuck's sake. Love, like, big John Mayer fan. Fuck does if that I mean? If I saw him, Dad, <laughs> I would be like... I mean, he, he can definitely, like... Be very he, scared. He can, and I, you know, he runs, you know, he's on our executive team for a reason because he's a very serious person, but he is someone who uh, will always take the high road, mm-hmm. and even when he's breaking up with you or Unlike delivering me. you bad news or whatever... <laughs> He still makes it sound so pleasant, and it's like something I just like absolutely respect about him. Jedi mind trick. It is. Yes, yeah. It really is. It's impressive. It is very good. I'm yes. much more Darth Vader. We're done with you, but it's okay. <laughs> You're gonna love us forever. Yeah. yeah. What people don't know is that breweries are really just like run like mafia businesses. Really. Um, no. Uh, that would just be concrete really. blocks in this in this industry. But, well, the other thing I want to know then is like, what are John Mayer? fans just like non-threatening people all of them super clean very clean i love it i mean i, I like i didn't i, I, feel I like didn't know that if you're a john mayer fan that constitutes you as being like a very nice person your body is a this is all right we what? talked we talked about not making it creepy josh that's Listen, that's where we started this morning yeah as you both know mm-hmm i started my day with hall and oats right and then it immediately went to a gnr song it did so I don't know what point you're trying and to prove. And John, John Mayer would come up probably next. Well, I was going to say, like, I just don't know what point you're trying to prove. And that I listen to some good music. music is fine. Is that you listen to some good music, but you listen you to some really bad music? Oh. based on the music they listen to. Oh. So I guess I'm like, do you not like John Mayer? I love John Mayer. Oh, okay. I've so you're a good person. If, if I, don't know. I, I was at John Mayer's back, and I texted an ex drunkenly. John Mayer's okay. I don't know if I'm that right. seems wait, like wait, no, it's, it, no, it's a good story. It's a good story. It's a good story. It's a good story. No, no, I said, so I, I texted her. Like, how good? I haven't, I haven't talked to her in like eight months. And I texted her, John Mayer is making me, me miss you right now. Because it was like one of John Mayer's love songs. And John Mayer gets done with that song and he goes to like talk about the next song he's going to do. 
and he talks about how, you know, there's somebody out there who you're thinking about and you're not in this moment, right? I'm like, he's speaking to me. <laughs> he goes, like, forget about them. They don't matter to you. And uh, you should uh, you should forget about them and, and just enjoy your night tonight. Jennifer Aniston. So so I so I replied to her. Uh, all right, and she didn't even text me back. I, I just added on. Actually, never mind. John Mayer just told me to forget about you. <laughs> I think it's great because John Mayer was just like intrinsically knowing though that like. Listen, that guy out there just texted an ex really? that he shouldn't have. Listen, really? you go tell her to That's fuck herself. That's you just told? No, really? exactly. Andrew's <laughs> point. Some guys out there had seven beers in the parking lot, and he's now, like, texting an ex that he shouldn't have been texting. See, guys, this is just a story, or really just a lesson in— This is in, really where the podcast I mean, starts This is right This is, this is yeah, really actually, a lesson. We got through all yeah. the formalities. Oh, yeah. we had this to is, this like, is really a lesson in, like, listen. In and then all of a sudden, the real stuff happens. If you're, if you're drunk, about... put your fucking phone away. That's yeah. that's really where we're at There's here. I, I was, like, 19. Well, you know, in the Dude, when shows, I was like, you put your your phone in a bag now and you go yeah. to a comedy show. That's what you should do if you're drunk. That's what we should do at bars. Because it's like two, you, you know. No, that's what we do at. That's what we should do at bars. That's what we do at breweries. Like, oh, you're coming in here. You're gonna text your ex. Put the you phone in the fucking thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. See, when I was in college, though, that was the one thing that I saw all my friends doing. Listen, I've repeated a lot of mistakes that I've been taught not to do, but the one I think I at least learned was to put my fucking phone away when I started drinking. Oh, no, <laughs> you no, least now. learned. What? No, Why? Still I never, I know, I never if I start, if Why do you I, think I never text you back after five? I lock mine in a safe because <laughs> I'll, like, oh, shit. I spent $1,000 last night on, like, a power meter or whatever oh, yeah. for a bike or whatever. Yeah, sure. My drunk habits usually just lead to me, like, having scars. That's really all that ever leads to. But, like, you know, that's whatever. It's not Physical, fights. I'm just doing emotional. dumb other shit. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so in the one thing I did want to ask, and this is kind of a little bit out of, I guess you would say sort of order, at least in the flow of things. But I know that Erica, who I'm not sure where she went to, but she would have at least whispered to me, like, oh, you should have asked this. So, Melanie, the one thing that I did want to ask you, though, Within the beer industry, because this is something that literally this podcast actually kind of started off of, was with the Pink Boots Society. Yes. And what I'm kind of curious for you, though, your experience as a woman within the beer industry, mm-hmm. what has that been like, at least for you, you know, however much you want to get into it, but like, what has that been like to be? Definitely. It, Erica and I were actually on a panel last year at the New York State craft brewers conference talking you know not specifically just about our own experience right. in the beer industry but um touched on it and it's i'm in a unique position i'm in the manufacturing industry right and i'm in the beer industry and both are male dominated yeah um i so i get to compare the two i'll say i have that benefit mm-hmm. um and there's pros and cons of both um I am lucky enough that I have had great experiences in both. Um, it's definitely o- always a little bit more of a challenge to make yourself known, to you know have your knowledge trusted. Um, you know, being I'm the only female in the room most of the time. Right, and, and I'm guilty of that. When you first started, like I had a hard time going to you, like. Because I was used to dealing with the engineers, though. And it was like, and we had some back and forth that 
Might have been a little bit uncomfortable for no, both no, of us. No, but still, like... This it, is good. Let's air it out. This me, is like, where we do yeah. it. Yeah. That's true. Like, yeah. No, that's, and, un- and, that's understandable. And, and, and I'm just being 100% honest. Yeah. Like, it was hard for me. But, like, now I know, like, I, I, I send everything to you and Ben <laughs> now. But a year ago, I would have sent it just to you. But n- I know now that you are stepping back and you're trying to give Ben that stuff. And you never said it to me, but I've just sort of seen how it's evolved. So that's why I just sent it to both of you. And whoever gets he's back to me the, first. He's the one with the answers always. Exactly. Actually, uh, I'm just the one who knows how to respond in a timely fashion. <laughs> it used to. But um, no. You both run into the same thing oh, of the black hole of cell service where you oh, are. That oh, you yeah, don't get so messages true. all the time. I'll, like, send an email to both of you. Up, and a week later, I'll be like, hey, Ben, like, what about this? He's like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, our black hole of. And, I, um, and I'll, like. I'll forward it to him again, service. and he's like, I swear to you, I never got that email. Like, it yeah. just happens. That, this is a PSA to anyone trying to reach out to Ben or I. Um, if you don't get a response in 24 hours, we didn't get it. But anyway, uh, it's so true. But, uh, I mean, Jeff makes a great point. Someone who I have a relationship with, and you have to prove yourself in any new job. But yeah. you have to prove yourself a little bit more when you're a female in a male-dominated industry. And so manufacturing I was doing it and in the beer industry I was doing it and honestly I should have had to prove myself a little bit I knew nothing about beer and I knew nothing about manufacturing so don't get me wrong like I should have to prove myself um but you do have to work a little bit harder as a female and it maybe takes a little bit longer and it definitely did and I definitely saw that and there's so many times where even it's this age-old story of I'm the only female in the room and I'm saying the same exact thing. I'm saying something, and a man says it 10 seconds after me, and that's who they hear. You know, so there's been a lot of that. Um, but I'm I also think, and, and I don't want to cut you off, but like I think as someone, so we are like a, a test kitchen for proper design, and we have, uh, thankfully, their keg washer. Thank you guys, by the way, because I think we actually bought your keg washer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, but Again, we have every size system they can make. We have 30, 60, 90 barrel tanks. We have a 30 barrel. We have a three barrel. We have we have a lot of their stuff. A canning line, depal. Uh, so like Melanie will a lot of times bring customers to our brewery yeah. uh, to show off. And there's a lot of times we sit down in a meeting and they'll look at me and ask me questions. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm a customer of Melanie's. I'm not the one who has the answers. It's Melanie who you need to be talking to. And it is like a ceiling that needs to be yeah. continued to be broke. Like mm-hmm. it's it's, but it, it is like a little bit like on a daily basis. I see that there is like, no, this is not a male dominated world. And although you're a guy, and now we you know we know each other, but like, no, I, I'm not. I don't have the answers. We we get you need here, to look at Melanie because Melanie get here, has the actual information that you need. I'm just a guy who owns a company. We get here all the time where she'll make a pastry stout or some new sour or whatever. And some guys up there like, dude, you nailed that. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll let, I'll let Erica know. She's the yep. one who made that. Like I, I, I correct people literally once a week here. They think that for some reason they think that cause I'm a guy that I literally make all the beer and it's just, it's not true. Like while I make a lot of the beer, a lot of the cool stuff she makes, like she makes all the fun shit. She makes all the pastry stouts. She makes the sour. She makes the saisons. Like, all the fun things, they come from her off the pilot system. Well, and that's that's a big reason I wanted to start Pink Boots, and Mel was one of the first people I thought of, because I'm like, she, of anyone, is 
in such a male-dominated industry, like as a subset of our brewing world, like, yeah, we, we need to we need to figure out how to partner and represent and Pink Boots is just the perfect the perfect um, organization for that. Really, I'm grateful to Erica, Pam, Megan, who started our Pink Boots Upstate because you knew all these women or I, most of the women that are sitting in the room at our meetings, but to get us together is so powerful. And it, one, there's a lot of intelligence in that room and it's really fun to come back, you know, to collaborate with each other and come back with ideas. But two, it reminds you that it's becoming less and less of a male-dominated industry. There's so many women in our Pink Boots meetings who are owners, co-owners. Um, I think I, a, the name goes on and a on. lot of it comes down to owners, male male owners, being that much more receptive too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like people like me and Christian and Dieter at Indian Ladder and whoever else, like. They're not, and it's not just being receptive; they're, they're it's not, being responsible. Like saying like, yeah. "Yeah, like this is how it is," and like you go work the tap room, like, no, like that's not that's not what what this is about. It's sure. about everybody is is equal in this thing, and it doesn't matter. Like you know what? I don't give a shit if you're an innie or an Audi. Like, how smart are you? How much can you help? How how much can you bring to to the table to help? this business grow be it mine be it yours be it whoever's like that's all that matters to me i don't care if you're black white gay straight male female you vote red or you vote blue i think it has a lot to do with like ownership being being much more receptive and not being like yeah this is the fucking bro society anymore like it's, it's not how it is yeah right like clearly it comes from that with us like we're 50-50 owners. Well, in, in full disclosure, like, I think in terms of gender roles that you were kind of, like, suggesting about, like, oh, you're a female applying for a job here, you will be a taproom person. But, like, when someone comes and, and meets with us, like, and maybe they have this assumption that I have something to do with proper time, like, no, actually, I don't. Mm-hmm. Melanie's the person. And, and that you have is, a lot of, like, You have a lot of information. I mean, I have some information, but, like, it's not, though. Like, I don't have the information that Melanie has, and... And I don't, I can't add, I can't add anything to the situation. Who the fuck am I to speak on this? Like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't have anything. In no, fact, you're talking yeah. the wrong person right now. And that is like there, but it's a classic, as we say, gender role, like situation that we need to kind of like get apart from. Dude, I feel like an asshole when I hand a credit card to the wrong person. Like, I don't know who handed it yes, to me, that course. kind of thing. Cause yeah. I fall into that. I listen, I make that mistake and I got, and I catch yeah. myself every time when I see the woman like actually take you know the tablet like no that was mine i'm like yeah fuck yep there we are that's that was that's that's me making that that classic mistake every fucking time we're breaking these barriers and because of groups like pink was deciding because of what jeff's saying because of people who are getting on board and i think that's step one and i love it i couldn't agree with jeff more that like we the awareness is there and it doesn't matter who you are as long as you can bring some good experience Mm -hmm. but I yeah. think the next level of that, which we talk about in Pink Boots sometimes, and it's obvious in the Pink Boots meetings, um, how much, how many good ideas and intelligence there is, is, it actually could matter that you're female, and maybe we do have ideas, like, mm-hmm. bringing in a person of a different culture, background, <laughs> race, a female, is important, because maybe they're better than the white male like bringing new ideas bringing fresh ideas reaching out to a different audience so so like step yes i agree with jeff we are getting there step one of like 
everyone it doesn't matter who you are come join us work hard mm-hmm. but step two is like and we're creating this in pink boots is because we're female not it, despite the fact that we're female we have good awesome ideas that are going to help grow all of our businesses and make right. this industry better exactly yes yeah no no, no yeah. doubt i mean when it comes to like back of house hiring like i wish that there were more qualified female applicants we're gonna we're gonna have to hire somebody probably relatively soon when we get the new pilot system and the other tank like there's gonna be a lot of and i i wish that there was someone out there that 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 was qualified but i i just don't of all the the applicants that i have in my head they're all like white dudes just like me and that sucks right well to be fair though too we haven't put feelers out yet so we don't know who who's out there that might be interested in something like that true but in reality to save costs like that full-time person is going to be me probably (laughs) for for a year you can only do so much there yeah (laughs) it'll be i was going to ask how many of them are white and have beards and wear flannel but that kind of negated at least some of it anyone in our industry hiring i do not have a beard (laughs) yeah (laughs) Eric and I talked about this on that panel last year. A good perspective that I've had to prove over and over, and I know Erica has had to, is so it it comes to, like, we work in manufacturing, we work in a brewery, and you can't lift that bag. You're not going to be able to – you're not strong enough. Like, that was sort of, like, the go-to of, like, why we went for the males. But, like, let's be honest. There's technology. We have pallet jacks. We have fork trucks. And also, if your strength is a weakness – you're going to be smart enough to overcome it and come up with a more creative, like, faster solution. Like, I don't know how many times people in our shop are muscling something when I'm like, well, we could have just done – you could have cut out three of those steps and put it on, you know, a fork – whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you have to think smarter when strength is your weakness. And so all a lot of these female candidates – and this is like a PSA to everyone listening in our industry – are, have had to be creative and smart to overcome that one difference that they have that maybe they're not as strong and pro- most of them are I don't know if anyone's seen Lindsay Murray at Common Roots Lift a Keg but she's extremely strong but I um, <laughs> can only imagine she probably bench presses that yeah, shit yeah exactly like, here so, you go so yeah. but yeah. for a lot of women the strength is the only weakness they have when it comes to a manufacturing job and they've just had they've clearly overcome it with their smarts I don't know. And I so personally love having back problems, but um, <laughs> exactly. So uh, just to kind of close it out, um, there was just a couple of things that I wanted to ask. One serious, one not. The first, though, being uh, did does did Rich own the later hosen that he wore in that reel? Is that were those his? Oh yeah. So we are a big German company. Yeah. Like my dad. And I and Mom and Kalen and Evan and Kenzie all went to Oktoberfest in Munich this year. Like, we're a German family, so, like, Look we at you. love. So, Bert was the so, only person in his family born in the United States. The yeah. rest were born in Germany. Oh, He's the no youngest. shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, we're very German. Uh, and Rich uh, not only is also German, he's also someone that is uh, like conversationally speaking German on top of it, which is No, great. oh, Jesus. Yeah. That oh, guy yeah. is a Those fucking no savant. Those, I don't understand. Yes, he, he is a savant. <laughs> and <laughs> his, uh, yeah, so those are his later hosen. Okay. And they're that phenomenal. And he's got the legs for him as well. So, you know. <laughs> <That's true>. I <laughs> haven't seen his legs important. yet, I'll be honest. <laughs> Extremely no, Christian yeah. just brought when me home. To later I, I brought, Mel, when I was in Munich like a couple weeks ago, for Octoberfest, I brought Mel home a 
Durndal, as well as uh, Oliver, uh, some little Litterhosen. His first pair of Litterhosen. Oh. First pair of Litterhosen. Has he put them on, and what does he look like in it? They're a little big, but he has worn them, and he's worn the shit out of them. They're adorable. So, yeah, invite us to a party, people, because we've got outfits. He'll come out. Oktoberfest party you're throwing. Sweet. Yeah, doing some. I don't have an Oktoberfest party, or but a, you know, just a drinking event. We'll yeah. we'll come yeah. come to our housewarming party we'll wearing later hosen, we'll I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah if you want to. So yeah. <laughs> um, and then the next question. All right, so this is just kind of funny because I literally wrote this down as more of a joke. Because again, I like to make this podcast about me. Um, more as a joke about, it's all about you, Andrew, yeah, always. no, exactly. It's just it's how I operate. Um, no, it's it just from my own experience. Of knowing it, and and obviously you guys having your your first child, I was like, so how? With everything you have going on, I was just I thought it would be funny, knowing you know me trying to be funny, uh, to ask how stoked are you for your second child? But lo and behold, so let's make this right now. I guess yeah. The first time. Well, let's not make it right now. Let's no, not. No, right that's no, no, no. Like, don't make anything right now. I don't want. What's funny is. Wait, wait, wait! Before, before you get into it, Andrew gets in. Liquid into- people. <laughs> a first, right? Is this a first? I gotta believe this is a first. I don't know anyone else that has talked about it in this manner. Oh well, the first liquid people pregnancy announcement. Yes, we are expecting another child. Another keg washer. Another keg washer. Yay! <laughs> there it is. Why so Melanie's very not excited. I swear to God, there was an applause button on this thing, but I can't fucking <laughs> I was, find it. I'm very it. jealous looking around at all these these delicious beers in front of me. That's I, that is something I miss when I'm pregnant. <laughs> and it was we had what did we drink in Bloom in the hospital room when Oliver was born? It was the first thing I wanted. Was there it is. With some common roots wild beer. So right I don't know what'll happen this time, but well. Congratulations, well, and like we, uh, you know, we know Oliver, what what he is, keeping that shit a secret this time, I guess. Yes, yeah, so we do not know what this baby's going to be. No. To yourselves, I should say, yeah. yeah. A secret to I know. We did our anatomy scan the other day, and she was, the tech was like, "All right, if you guys don't want to know, turn away." And Mel was like, "You fucking turn away." <laughs> Christian really wants. We had to different uh, TVs we were reviewing. Christian wants to know, and I. <laughs> I would want to know so bad. I know. There was a name hard to you know. It's very difficult, but. I, you know, we're excited. It'd be fun to, to find out. Although we kind of want to mess the doctor when they hand us the baby and be like, so you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By me. means he. I feel like there's like a fun practical joke yeah. you played there. Right? Dude, literally like the day, the day before my wife went into labor, so. one of the, one of the nurses like literally slipped up. Like, so they're like, oh, like, so they like dropped a he and I was like, looked at her. I was like, what the fuck did you just say? Cause we oh, were keeping waited, it a secret. We waited for our Until, first one. Oh my God. I would be furious if we went no, this long. And then they literally, she fucked it. Like she said it and then she tried to like correct Andrew it by saying so her. Happy. Oh, I was fucking. No, pissed. you were not happy. And I, and I lied to him. I was like, no, nah, dude, no, no. The nurse probably just said it says he because that's like the gender stereotype that people do. Yeah. yeah, but like the cynic in me, again, I was a reporter. Like, I am just the most cynical person. And I was just like, nah, they fucked up. No, I knew she fucked up. I, I knew I knew, I knew, knew the nurse fucked up and dropped the ball, but I was lying to you just like your house. I can see through, I can see through lies. I still, we may lose it. We haven't made our first mortgage payment. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen there? Um, anyways, guys, Melanie, Christian, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys for coming down again. Uh, I know with everything going on schedules, you guys are two very busy people with a lot of stuff going on. So we really do appreciate it. 
thanks for announcing the fact that you guys are having a fucking kid on here. That's always fun. Is there anything that you guys want to say before we close out that like we didn't actually? Yeah, cover? is there something we didn't touch at all that you guys wanted? Self promotion. Do it. No way. Oh what God. beer you got so coming happy. out? Honestly, we're yeah. so grateful to come down here. Like honestly, it's an honor to be part of it. You guys are doing so good. The liquid coming out of here is phenomenal. Um, he used the word liquid. We're just excited. We're so happy. Yeah, I mean, it's just a wonderful experience, and we can't thank you guys enough for the honor to come on here. You yeah. know, it's, it's really, Please. we're very we're, grateful. We're honored to have you guys, honestly. Oh, it's so, true. So, Unified is, is a special place for both it Christian really and I for different reasons, and we, because of to our busy, crazy, hectic lives, we don't come, we're going, we don't go anywhere, not just, we don't go anywhere as often as we would like to, and so this is fun to get it on our calendar and visit with friends, and for Christian, have some good liquid, and I, I, I will say I had a sip, and I'm, it made me miss it more, um, and so we're, we're grateful to be here and thankful to be on. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, we dropped the word liquid no- numerous times now, so that's always perfect. Um, liquid. Yep, there it is. Uh, at least you didn't say that other I was going to say, like, moist or something. No, I'm moist is fine. What There's the a different word? word that apparently fucks with. Stop Mouth it! Feel. Uh, Mouth feel. That so, was I've listened to the podcast. I've heard it. Oh, God. All right, well, again, uh, Christian Melanie, thank you so much for coming oh, on. Man. That uh, concludes another episode of Liquid People. Please uh, follow us on Instagram, uh, Unified Beer Works, uh, Facebook, Unified Beer Works. We're on all the different podcast platforms, but apparently all of you just listen to this shit on Apple Podcasts bump anyways. Bump us up to 49. Yeah, Please. bump us up to 49. That'd be cool, too. Um, no, there's like fucking 5,000 people that listen to shit already, which is great. Um, I didn't know that that would be a thing. There's wow. people that come into the tap room and talk to us like, hey, when's the next episode coming out? So, who who knew? Uh, but again, thank you all so much. And wait, fuck. Jeff, Jeff, can I interrupt you just for a second? Because we're signing off. And if I don't have you say it, then this shit's weird and then it all goes yeah, to hell. True. So, uh, guys, thank you all so much. We'll see you next time. And Jeff, just hit us with it real quick. Au revoir. Long live the queen. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> it's the king now. <laughs> <laughs>